Well, thanks so much for tuning in today. If uh, you're a guest with us, appreciate you doing that. Uh, if you're regularly a part of our campus, thanks for doing that as well. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Church, campus pastor of our Ellet campus. And I just want to say I appreciate it so much that uh, we're going to be meeting together virtually here for the next uh, handful of weeks. So appreciate that. And uh, I know it's a little bit different, maybe a little bit strange for you. But if you've never done that before, uh, it's a great time to try it. And I just got to say, I'm very, very thankful uh, for technology today so that we can continue to meet and kind of stay connected that way. And uh, very thankful. I want to throw a shout out to our Bath campus for allowing us uh, to kind of capture this time together and uh, make that available to you. So thank you, Bath campus, for doing that. And uh, excited to kind of walk into this conversation here together. Uh, obviously, this week has been a very different week for all of us. Uh, all of our worlds are a little bit turned upside down right now. And uh, that's going to show up in business and at school. It's going to show up at home. And uh, of course, it's even going to show up at church. And so for the next handful of weeks, uh, what you did today, if you found this video, you're going to be able to find uh, this same conversation every week. Uh, we're going to continue to have kind of a, a conversation that we would normally have on the weekend. And we're going to be able to do that virtually. Also, I'd encourage you to kind of look throughout the week for video teaching, kind of additional things we're going to be talking through during the week as we want to try to stay connected and really take advantage uh, of this time together to kind of beef up our conversations and our teaching. And so look for those things online as well. Uh, if you've never followed us on Facebook or Instagram, you can do that. And of course, uh, make your way to our website is that those are all places that you can find uh, kind of all the resources that we're talking about. And if you're a regular part of Grace and uh, you normally would kind of give during the weekend service, uh, you might be asking the question, how am I supposed to do that now? And uh, let me just make that clear for you. The best way to do that is to give online. And uh, you can do that through Gracelink. If you go to our website, uh, kind of look for that word Gracelink and you can click through there to give you some prompts. And uh, you can set up an account that way and begin giving there. If you have any trouble at all, uh, just call our office, shoot us an email. Uh, we'll walk you through it kind of step by step and help you get up to speed that way. And of course, uh, as we're navigating this time together, uh, we want to just stay connected through prayer. And uh, so we're going to be talking about some prayer efforts and initiatives during this time. We want to be praying for the people in our lives and uh, praying, of course, for folks who are connected and uh, kind of hit by the coronavirus. And uh, so we want to make sure to be faithful to do that. You'll be hearing more about that. So just stay tuned, stay in kind of connection with social media and uh, with our website and with email, kind of read that and stay connected that way. And uh, we'll at least be able uh, to have communication go back and forth. And of course, we want to hear from you. If you have anything that you want to communicate back to the campus, if you have needs, uh, make sure to do that. If you're a guest and you have needs, we would love to hear about those and uh, make sure that we address those as well. And uh, even before we jump into our conversation today, I just wanted to take a minute and, uh, and really pray for us. Uh, our world is in a bit of upheaval, as we mentioned, and uh, there's nothing that we can do that would be more important uh, then just to stop and take a minute and go to the Lord and ask him to lead us and to guide us and uh, to be our king during this time. So wherever you are, as long as you're not in your car, would you stop and uh, close your eyes, uh, pray with me, and uh, we'll go to the Lord here together. Father, we want to come to you now 
uh, recognizing that you know all things. Uh, Lord, you know our, our fears and our anxieties, uh, our frustrations and our questions. And Lord, you, you know what's, what's kind of wrestling in our heart and uh, the upheaval in our lives. And so God, we, we say thank you for knowing us completely and thank you, God, that uh, we can come to you in the midst of a situation like this. It's unprecedented, Lord, at least in our lifetime. And so uh, some of us are very scared. Some of us are angry. All of us have question marks. And so we come to you knowing and acknowledging that you have uh, knowledge of the universe. You're not surprised by this. And that brings us comfort. Uh, we also know that somehow you're going to work through this situation and you're going to guide us and kind of get us through it. And so we ask that you, Lord, would yourself be our peace in this season. And God, we, we pray for kind of our whole world today. Uh, we pray for those who are affected in all kinds of ways, a myriad of ways, college students who are displaced and kind of uh, removed from campus and wondering how that plays out in their lives and business owners and employees that are wondering how this is going to affect them and all of us for our financial future and stability and how that plays out. We pray for the medical community, for the first responders, for the doctors and nurses. God, for those who are in prison and for in nursing homes and in daycares, for, for those who have to uh, jump into the workforce and show up and interact with lots and lots of folks and are worried about that. God, just be with each and every person as they are personally affected by it and guide us through this time and we would ask, Lord, that you would lead us even now as we explore a conversation about how we navigate this and how we walk through it together. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, I, I had another uh, series, another set of conversations in mind for us today. Uh, but in light of this week and in light of kind of what's been happening, uh, really felt led to go a bit of a different direction. And so we're going to start a different series today than we had originally had in mind and this one's gonna be called Faith, Fear, and Responsibility. And what we're gonna look at is what do we do when we find ourselves in the middle of a situation like we're in right now? Uh, when things just feel out of control, when the, the question marks are multiplying in our minds and we're not sure how does this affect my future? Uh, how does this affect my loved ones? How does it affect my job or my school? Uh, and the questions are just racing through our minds and we don't really know how to move forward. We're not sure what to do with it. And it's unclear how we're supposed to walk kind of our way through it. What path do we take? And so all of us at some point or another are gonna feel fear and frustration and anger that this is happening at one level or another. But what's our responsibility in it? And how do I be a person of faith in the middle of it? And how does all that mix together and how do we walk through it kind of right here, right now, it's real time, it is happening. And uh, whether we like it or not, no matter what our opinions are about it, it, it is happening, it's affecting us. And for the vast majority of us, uh, this is something unlike anything we've experienced in our lifetime. So how do we walk through that? Faith, fear and responsibility and see those things mix and uh, really be able to land in a place that we would look back 
uh, maybe years or months or decades from now and say, we navigated that season in a way that we're proud of, uh, in a way that was responsible and faithful to God, and, and also was honest, right? With kind of where we are and how we're feeling about everything. So I wanna walk through that and uh, begin to have that conversation with you today. Uh, of course, we'll continue to advance it over the next handful of weeks. And I wanna just kind of set up a, a, a high level view of it, of how, how do I begin to navigate it and where are we? Let's kind of orient ourselves as we begin to dive into this, as we all kind of know we're just on the front end of much of this, at least that's what it appears to be. So here's some responses that I think we could run into as we're uh, navigating uh, the situation and kind of the crisis that we're in. Of course, uh, many of us would feel this and many of us would acknowledge it in our communities uh, that, that we can respond and, and some of us have seen us, our response show up in panic, in panic, right? So whenever something fearful happens, whenever there's an unknown, it's of course a natural human reaction to run to panic right, to run to hysteria, uh, to, to kind of overreact and overrespond and not know what to do with it. Sometimes that overresponse is external. It's the crazy social media posts. It's getting people kind of all worked up in a crazy way. Sometimes on the outside, uh, sometimes it's over-preparing by buying uh, literally everything there is to buy, uh, including lots of toilet paper, evidently. And then it's also, uh, sometimes it's all internal. Uh, someone may not know it or see it about us, but internally there's, there's a panic that's going on and there's a peace that is gone from our lives and we are feeling it and we're not sure how it's going to go. It's not just doubt. It's not just a question mark. Uh, it's not just wondering and trying to reorient ourselves. It's a genuine panic that's beginning to take over our hearts and our minds and our lives. And uh, certainly we're wrestling with that. We're seeing it show up in us sometimes, and of course, in the people around us. So that's kind of one extreme is that we would respond in panic. Another extreme that we might uh, run to is I might uh, show up and I might respond in denial. I might respond in denial. I might kind of look at what's happening and say, you know what, this is really overblown. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, who, who cares? I'm just going to like live my life. Get off me. I know what they say. And I know that you know, these things are contagious and it's happening and all these things are canceling, but I'm, I'm going to kind of walk and continue to live my life in denial. Maybe even, maybe even like a, a hardness of heart about us. Uh, this doesn't really affect me. I'm young and I'm healthy. Ugh, who cares, right? Who, they're making a big deal out of nothing. And I'm, I'm failing to see the reality of what's happening. Uh, whether or not we agree with all of the decisions that have been made, denial is not a place that we want to run to uh, be because of the, the reality of how many people are certainly affected by it. And this, of course, isn't just true of the coronavirus, the situation that we're in today. This is going to be true of any situation that creates a whole lot of fear and a whole lot of uh, unknown. Anytime we're in here, a situation like this that's beyond our understanding and feels beyond our control these two extremes are very tempting to run to. I'm tempted to run into panic and, and kind of uh, freak out, overblow it. I'm tempted to run in denial and say, you know, you people who are panicking are crazy. Get away from me. It's not that big deal. I'm just going to live my life. And I think we all know that, that the answer is like somewhere in the middle of those two. 
right? I don't want to be either of those, right? I don't want to be the person that has been uh, kind of building a bunker for doomsday. I, I don't want to be the person that, that's like, you know, licking doorknobs and, uh, and running around recklessly spreading something that we don't know that much about. How do I walk in the middle of that and find a different path? And that's what we're going to talk about. Because, of course, if, if I'm going to be a person of faith, God would call me to a bit of a different way. Uh, we're, we're told in Scripture that God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? That, that we're not called to be that, that we're children of God. What does it look like, then, to live a different way, to walk down a different road, kind of between these couple extremes, and, and find a path through it, right? Kind of through the hysteria, through the hardness of heart and the denial, and uh, walk in a way that we would be proud of and that God would be pleased with. I think the first step to that is I, I want to walk and be someone that walks in wisdom, that walks in wisdom, right? At a high level, I, I want to approach this with wisdom, with honesty and with a recognition that I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything there is to know. I'm not a medical professional. Certainly, I'm not trained that way. And most of us aren't, at least not in infectious disease. So can I start in a place that says, you know, I, I don't... I don't know. I want to look at the wisdom that's at hand and learn from it and hear from it and be someone who is teachable and moldable as we respond to a situation we don't quite have our hands around. I love what the writer of Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 4 uh, in verse 6. Here's what Solomon says. He says, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Right? I, I want to be someone that walks in wisdom. I want to love wisdom. I want to cling to her. And when I do that, it's going to be my best shot of being protected by that set of decisions. And so what we have done here at Grace is, is we have tried to look at wisdom and say, we're going to land here as much as we possibly can. Right? We, we want to recognize that we are a church and uh, we, we don't have all the answers. And we also want to, in wisdom, look to our government to take the lead for these answers to questions that we're not quite sure what to do with. Uh, the, the Apostle Peter would speak a bit to that as well. He says something that I think is fascinating, especially given the situation and the time that they were in. Uh, when he wrote these words that we're about to read about government and following the lead of our government... Uh, they were in a time when emperors ruled and they didn't always do it in a way that was beneficial to the people that they were leading or ruling. And here's what he would have said in 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse 13. In the first half of the verse, he says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. To every human authority. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority. And so what Peter is telling us is this. That whenever I can, whenever the, the, the authority that is given to us by God, Paul tells us that in Romans, whenever I'm able to, I want to follow the lead of the governing authorities, listen to their wisdom, and follow kind of in the direction that they're setting for us. That's exactly what we're trying to do here at church. I think that's exactly what we want to do as citizens of the kingdom is say, hey, God has put these rulers, these leaders in place. They 
are seeing a purview and a perspective that is far beyond our purview and our perspective. They have access to knowledge and implications that are far beyond ours. And so we wanna recognize their decisions, what, what, what a governor or president might say, and say, we're gonna fall in line and go in that direction whenever we possibly can, right? As long as it doesn't cause us to disobey God, we're certainly gonna look at what a human authority has said in the government and, and follow in that direction. And I'll tell you, I, I think we need to be praying uh, for our leaders right now. If you've ever been somebody that's been in charge of a group of people or a family or a team and you've had to make tough decisions uh, certainly you know some of the weight of what it takes to make a difficult decision. And I think our government is walking through that right now. I have a lot of compassion for them. I think we need to be praying for our leaders at every level that God would give them wisdom. And it was we follow them in that wisdom that he would continue to bless us and lead us as best uh, we can follow him. Right, so we wanna submit ourselves for the Lord's sakes to every human authority and kind of walk in the way of where our community is leading and, uh, and be on the same page with them, right? Here's the next one. If I wanna walk in wisdom, I wanna wash my hands, I wanna do the things that my government is telling me to do that are wise and in line with uh, kind of uh, what the medical area is talking about, I also wanna walk in faith. I wanna walk in wisdom and I wanna walk in faith. And you say, Ryan, what does that mean? What does that look like? I think it's a great question. Uh, certainly what it means to be a person of faith has all kinds of implications. And what does it mean to walk in faith today? Uh, does it mean that I just recklessly do whatever I want and God's gonna take care of me? We all know better because we have wisdom. We know better. We lock our doors at night. Uh, right, we, we take vitamin, we, we do things that are in line with wisdom. So what does it mean to be a person that walks in faith? How do I do that? Uh, does that just mean I, I just assume that I'm gonna be okay all the time? Does it mean I never make any preparations? No, wisdom would call me to be prepared for things, to think about things realistically and honestly. But beyond that, I wanna recognize in wisdom that God is real uh, that he exists and that he is able to take care of his people in a way that is beyond my understanding. I'll say it again, he, he is able to take care of his people in a way that is beyond my understanding. I love this. I was thinking about this passage last night as I was watching the news. I'm sure many of you have been doing this too where you're just kind of catching up on these, these cancellations or these suspensions and things are happening all the time. Uh, right, but between sports leagues being canceled and stores having limitations and uh, kind of decisions being made from a government level, it's happening constantly. And as I was kind of watching the news, hearing all that, this passage began to come to my mind as I was thinking about one of the things that Jesus said to a group of people in his day. Uh, this would be in Matthew chapter six. Let me read this passage through for us. I think it, it has enormous value for us today. Here's what he would have said to uh, some disciples and some crowds that were listening to him in uh, Matthew chapter six, starting in verses 25. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't, don't worry about your life, what you're gonna eat or drink, about your body, what you're gonna wear. Is not life more than food 
in the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He says, are you not much more valuable than they? Can anyone, can anyone of you by uh, worrying at a single hour to your life? He goes on, he says, why do you worry about clothes and see how the flowers of the field, they do not uh, labor or spin, yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Maybe we would add, where will I find toilet paper? Right. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's funny, I've read this passage a whole bunch of times where Jesus is just kind of talking about worry, about the daily necessities of life. And uh, a lot of times I've thought to myself, you know, we kind of take this stuff for granted, I do. I, I don't think that often about how I'm gonna clothe myself or how I'm gonna have my basic needs met. But the people that Jesus was talking to in his day, uh, they were literally thinking about survival. And they were thinking about how are we going to make it through this time frame? And he would say that, that they, people kind of run after these things, that run after having my basic needs met. And they were consumed in their hearts and their minds with making sure that their basic needs were being met. And, and certainly, uh, maybe, now more than, uh, maybe now more than ever for some of us, uh, we feel a need for our basic needs to be met. For, for, for the vast majority of us, many of us will never have thought about, am I going to have a roof over my head? If you're, if you're listening to this conversation, kind of tuned in today, probably for the vast majority of us, we, we've always had a place to land and a place to sleep. Uh, for, the, for the vast majority of us, most of us never have genuinely worried about if we're going to eat or not. Uh, we may have come on hard times but starvation has never been a, a, a true threat or worry in our hearts or minds before. For these people, Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I know you're concerned about all of this, but don't put your focus there. Those needs are real. God knows you have them, but don't let that consume you. He says, instead, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and, and all these things are going to be taken care of. God knows what you need. He, you don't need to go hoard it all up. Not that you wouldn't prepare a little bit, but, but don't worry about it. F put your heart, if you have to pick where you're going to put your focus, rather than in panic mode, why don't you focus on putting your heart and your mind on the kingdom, on seeking first Christ and his kingdom. And you say, Ryan, what would that look like today? Uh, well, certainly... If I'm going to focus in on my faith during a season like this, uh, there's actually some unique opportunities that I might be able to focus on and build my faith today and in the next weeks, maybe in months to come, uh, where I wouldn't be able to do those kinds of things in a normal season. So, for example, maybe during this season where I say I'm going to focus on the kingdom, 
I want to look to what God is doing and ask the question, God, how can I grow in my relationship with you? Uh, maybe this is a time to really investigate. If you're not a follower of Jesus, investigate, what do I actually believe about life? What, what do I believe about life and death and the afterlife? And what do I believe about God and who's in control of all this? And, and maybe I'm going to ask some big questions about who I am and who God is and where everything is headed. If you're a follower of Jesus, this might be the time where you say, you know what? I'm actually going to take this season and I'm going to not just survive it. I'm going to not just uh, get through it and grit my teeth and try not to be super bored or frustrated with my kids because they're at home all the time now. I I'm going to take this opportunity and we're going to invest this season into building our faith. Maybe this is the season where we actually say, you know, I've been meaning to learn the Bible. I've been meaning to begin to, to, to understand what God has spoken to us in his word. Well, what a better time than to actually devote the resources and the energy and the attention to looking at what God has said and doubling down on it. Right, to, to kind of put social media away every once in a while, take a break from it, turn off CNN or whatever you listen to, and, and say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time and invest in knowing what God has said and digging into his word. I, I'm going to go to things like the Bible Project. If you've never checked out that website, check it out. The Bible Project will teach you all kinds of things about what the Bible is and what its message is about. I, I'm going to invest some time there and I'm going to work at building up my faith in an unprecedented way. Because we're in an unprecedented place, I'm going to focus on building my faith in an unprecedented way. What if we did that? Well, what if you know, we begin praying together? We've been meaning to do it. We've been, we've been meaning to pray together as a couple. Maybe if you're dating or engaged or if you're married. What if we said we're going to start doing that? There's all kinds of things we need to begin to pray for. Right? There, there's stuff happening everywhere and we're, we're, we're concerned Right, we're wrestling with it. What if we said, you know, I'm going to focus and begin to in, engage God in my life in an unprecedented way. I want to know him. I want to learn who he is. I want to walk the family into more conversations about the Bible and begin to unpack it and learn some stuff um, on my own. What if we did that? What if we put our focus on his kingdom in his righteousness at a time when we're really not sure what to do. That's kind of what Jesus was saying. When you feel out of control, when it feels like you can't quite get a plan for life, not quite sure how to approach this or if I'm going to be taken care of, my needs are going to be met. What I want to do is double down, not in panic, not in denial, but in wisdom and in faith and really see my faith start to explode I'm going to take it one day at a time because every day has got enough worries and troubles of its own. What if this strange and unprecedented moment in our lives and in the history of our country and our world actually opens up an unprecedented opportunity that marks my life and marks my family forever? Because we approached it differently. We took responsibility for the moment to say, I will be a person of faith because maybe now more than ever in our lives, we needed to lean in 
on who God is, on what he's said, and look to him for guidance, for direction, for wisdom, and for faith. I don't want to walk in panic. I don't want to be swept away in it. I don't want to be hardened of heart and be in denial. I want to walk in wisdom. I want to walk in faith. And then lastly, I want to walk in love. I want to walk in love. I love what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, in, in verse, I'm sorry, in chapter 16, verse 14. Here's what he says. Just four simple words encapsulate this verse. I think it applies to everything that we do. He says this very simply, do everything in love. Do everything in love. Whatever I'm going to do, however I'm going to approach this thing, I want to make sure that I'm doing it that in a way that is in love, that is in sensitivity to what is happening around me, that is considering the impact of what people are going through, really tracking it differently and not being reckless with people, uh, holding back when we want to post that callous post or, or think about sharing that meme that might be rude and offensive to others, holding back on that and saying, you know, I'm going to do everything in love, whether it's virtually, whether it's in my conversations about the government or about the people in my life or maybe even how people are responding to this whole thing. I want to do everything in love. Later, in another book that the Apostle Paul would have wrote in 1 Thessalonians, Paul says this, and he kind of wraps up, I think, uh, something that would be very, very helpful for us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. I just hear this, this is fantastic. He was uh, wrestling with a group of people and having, he was having a struggle with them, and they were unwilling to work, actually. And it was causing a bit of a, a crisis for them as some people viewed work one way and others viewed it another and they were at odds with one another. And here's what he said in 514. He says, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Love that, love that verse. He says, warn the idle and the disruptive. If you're a follower of Jesus, I would encourage you, maybe even pick that warning up for you and for me to say, listen, we don't want to be idle in this season. We don't want to be disruptive. We don't want to be bashing the government or bashing groups of people. We don't want to be disrupting things. And I don't want to be lazy or wasteful even about kind of this, this season, this moment that God has put me in. I love this next one. Encourage the disheartened. Encourage the disheartened. As many people, all kinds of folks around us are, are about to go into a moment that is very significant in their lives. S seniors in high school are about to graduate. Co college students are, are about to graduate through college. People are getting married. Some of the biggest, most important moments of their lives, their, their honeymoon, their, you name it, right? Their, their lives are disrupted and it's disheartening to people. And I would say there's, there's probably no one that we know that's not affected by this, right? Whether, whether it's your kids wishing they could just be with their friends and hang out more and get more social time, not being able to do that, right? To, to sports teams that aren't able to kind of finish and have their championship, 
to, to not going into that next sport. So you name it, right? It's everywhere. Vacations being canceled. People that won't, aren't going to be able to travel to a funeral service that otherwise would have been. Over and over and over, people are going to be disheartened during this time. Listen, we want to act in love. One of the most loving things that we could do is simply to approach the disheartened and not quote a Bible verse at them, not preach at them, but look at them and lovingly listen to them, to hear them, to be with them, whether it's virtually or not, to, to recognize that their pain is acknowledged and we want to treat them like humans. Like, man, if I was in your seat, I was in your situation, I'd be disheartened too, right? And then we can breathe courage back into them and help come alongside and, and be close to them and stay in contact in, in the midst of their struggle, right? Warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened. Here's the next one is help the weak, Help the weak. There are many people who are, uh, who are terrified in the situation because their immune system is weak or their loved ones have a situation where they're elderly or they are weakened physically. And we want it whenever possible in a way that doesn't spread the virus, but we want to be able to come alongside and help the weak, whether that is uh, maybe finding a way to give lunches or give meals to kids that otherwise couldn't have them, whether it's coming alongside the elderly and maybe doing some yard work for them, checking in on a neighbor, bringing them groceries, finding ways to think, how, how can I help the weak? How can I come alongside them and act in love and be there for them in their time of need? I want to help the weak. And here's the last one. I want to be patient with everyone. I want to be patient with everyone, man. If there is ever a time where one of the greatest gifts we could give to each other is just simply to be patient with one another, to be kind to one another, to not blow somebody up on social media, right? to, to not lose it on them, because guys, everybody's feeling this stuff. Whether I admit it or not, all of us are, are in some mix of these things if we're trying to be faithful to God, even if you're committed to this path, we're gonna feel some level of panic and some level of denial and ask those questions. Are we dealing with this right? Is this that big of a deal? Should I be freaking out? Is my whole life, right? We're gonna wonder all those things. And as those emotions swirl, we're gonna get worked up and we're gonna respond in ways that aren't typical because this isn't a typical time. As that happens, we wanna respond in love. We wanna be patient with everyone. Simply giving grace, being quick to listen, to be quick to forgive, to, to not chase after somebody and, and kind of uh, ridicule them on social media or in a text or in a conversation. While we're all feeling at times a little bit on edge, we want to ask the question, how do I do everything in love? How do I be patient with everyone? I love that kind of admonition that God gave us through the Apostle Paul. And I think it's kind of the landing place where we want to be. Guys, I, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I feel all of this, just I'm sure, just like you do. You know, I was sitting there at my computer last night watching 
uh, kind of news feed after news feed of this governor and our president and things happening and you know the 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 mounting number grow as people are being affected more and more and exponentially you know i felt myself kind of getting worked into it and getting caught up in it and um and asking all the questions that you're asking what's this going to do to us and how long is it going to take and where are we going to go and how, how deeply is this going to change our lives and our world and is it going to blow over and we're going to be fine? Well, all the things, right? And as I was starting to feel myself get wrapped up into all of it, I was just reminded graciously by the Lord, Ryan, you, you got to come back, come back to home base, man. You got to come back to me with all of that. Right? Bring me, invite me into the conversation. You feeling nervous? You're feeling worked up? Let's talk about it. You're feeling overwhelmed? You're, you're feeling frustrated and, and you got questions about it? If we're dealing, bring it to me. Hear me. In the middle of a situation like this, the worst thing that we could do as people of faith is to try to manage all of this on our own, independently of God. Whenever I do that, I'm gonna to run to one of these two extremes, every time. It might depend on my personality and right, kind of how I'm wired, but, but I'm gonna end up over here, I'm gonna end up over here. The only way I'm gonna be able to walk in wisdom and in faith and in love is to consistently kind of ferociously, committedly come back over and over and say, God, here's where I'm at. Would you help me? I don't know how school's going to play out. Would you help me? I don't know how our wedding's going to roll. Can you help me? I'm worried about the finances, Lord. Help me with this. Be my peace. Right? Be my comfort in this time. I need you. In the face of a crisis, in the face of a trial, the person of faith, the person of wisdom, the person of love first goes back to the one who made us, to the one we believe in. And we, by faith, seek him out. And we do that first. Yes, I think that's where we need to land. Right? No matter what I'm feeling today, what I'm thinking, what questions, frustrations are rattling around in my brain and my heart, we can always land in a place where God is eager to receive us and to hear us and to help us in our time of need. As we do that, would you pray with me? We can practice that together even now. Father, I want to say thank you again Lord, for being the one who is in control of this world that's far beyond our understanding. And Lord, you know the details of our lives, the emotions of our hearts, the thoughts of our minds. And God, we want to come to you now and ask for your help. God, help us first and foremost to know you, 
to seek you, uh, to find your peace in our lives. Help the people around us, God. Help us to have eyes for them, right? For, for the weak, for the hurting, for the disheartened. God, give us vision that's beyond our own pain, our own doubting, our own questions, and help us to find creative and meaningful ways to be a blessing to the people around us. But we need you, Lord. And we want to start this conversation with you, Lord, to say you are the only way that we navigate this well. And we cling to you, asking for your leadership and your wisdom and your love in our lives. God, be with us. Meet us here, even now. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.